What is up? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. Fired up to be sharing this conversation with you. Today's episode, I'm joined by Tristan Pellegrino, who's the co-founder at Motion. I love what they're doing. They produce amazing content. A lot of it shows up in my LinkedIn feed and I always click and watch it. Really, really good stuff. We're going to be talking about a post he had on LinkedIn. And the topic is your company's podcast doesn't have to start as a podcast. And I think this is something that resonates with me deep into my soul. This podcast didn't get started as a podcast. And we talk a little bit about that. So hopefully you enjoy this episode. If you like what we're doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a friend you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick into the conversation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to Modern Day Marketer. I am excited. I always try to get inspired by other people in when I'm doing this show, and it's typically posts, uh, meeting people are catalysts for me to explore some topics that I think will benefit you all. So uh, I'm excited because the driving force for today's episode came from a LinkedIn post, which isn't isn't atypical, but I think the turnaround time from the post going out to us hitting record um, has been a little accelerated, but I'm excited to talk about your company's podcast. Doesn't have to start as a podcast and no better person to help have this conversation than Tristan Pellegrino, who is the co-founder of Motion. If you are on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and you see cool podcast videos of people sharing hot takes and information about B2B marketing, the community, odds are Tristan and his team are behind the production there. But without further ado, Tristan, welcome. How are you? Hey, Brett. Thanks for uh, having me today. Uh, that's one hell of a, an introduction. <laughs> I'll take it. It's, uh, it's always good to know that someone's out there uh, reading or watching something that you post on LinkedIn. So uh, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, so I'm the, the juice hype man. And sometimes it's hard to toggle the hype man off when I do this show. So I just try to hype up the guests a little bit. So hopefully that worked. And maybe a good place to start would be just motion in general. I would love to learn more. And just for the audience, uh, is perspective, Tristan and I um, have known each other for a while. We've been collaborating, but there are certainly some things that I don't know about Tristan and I don't know about motion. So maybe a a good opportunity here would be for me to learn and any audience member out there as well. It's just motion. How did it get started? What do you guys all do? Just kind of the high level pitch about what you are up to. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess uh, the top level view, Motion is a company. We're a B2B podcast company and we help tech companies that have small, scrappy marketing teams start and uh, sustain a, a podcast. So the majority of the shows that we produce are video podcasts that get translated into a lot of different formats. And uh, I guess, Brett, to, to your other question, like where it started or how it started is... Uh, it's kind of interesting because we we didn't start as a podcast agency to begin with. We were actually a, a video agency. I I'm a longtime agency owner, so I've been in the the entrepreneur game for quite a while. I've been at it for over 15 years now, which is scary to say. But I always uh always mark that time based on my oldest daughter's age because I I quit my full time job when she, when she was born. So everyone thought I was crazy, but uh, here I am. We survived. But um. Yeah, we. Uh, I sold my first agency and then started Motion about seven years ago with um, my business partner now, which is Justin Brown, and he was my VP of sales in, in my previous agency. So 
I sold uh, and exited that company and, and we built Motion from the ground up to be, it started as a, a video agency designed for businesses to really produce these video projects like about us videos or even animated videos. We did a lot of motion graphics when we got started and uh, we just kept refining our messaging and refining the the solutions that we offer and, and that uh, helped us land into more episodic content, which is what we're producing now with video podcasts. I love it. Um, appreciate the a debrief. Um, I feel like you've uh, the evolution of where you all started and where you're at now um, is probably pretty good for business based on the fact that everybody is doing a podcast or everyone wants to be doing a podcast. And I know we're going to talk a little bit about the roadblocks to get started and, and that sort of thing, but I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel the fact that it, it reminds me uh, similarly to when account-based marketing kind of went mainstream and hit everyone's LinkedIn feeds and everyone decided we need to do account-based marketing. We need to do account-based marketing. But a lot of people thought that you needed technology first to do account-based marketing when in all actuality, you just kind of needed to build the strategy ar around it. And I think the essence of your post and what was kind of the launching off point was the fact that you don't, to start a podcast, you like oftentimes it's just organic things that are taking place and happening. It's conversations, feedback, and then you reach this point finally. And I can relate with that just as the podcast host of Modern Day Marketer uh, from The Juice is that you just reach this point often where it's like, okay, we've got something here. Let's go start a podcast. So I don't know, maybe just as a launching off point, like that sentiment, like uh, what do you think? Because I, I know you're talking to a lot of people that are coming in and probably just being like, we need to do a podcast, but don't necessarily have any substance topic or really strong reasons why. And like, maybe how do you like guide that individual to kind of do the lay the groundwork in order to create something that is going to be memorable and going to resonate and people are going to tune into. Yeah. The big thing, Brett, that, that we like to stress, at least from, from my perspective is that a podcast is more than an audio channel. And I think what a lot of marketers wrestle with is like you said, you know, ABM is this checkbox or, or another layer to what we're doing. But we like to, to flip the script there and say, you know, a podcast is really a forum to have conversations with, with people in your space. They could be solo episodes where you're sharing your own perspective in a creative way. But a lot of times where we start with companies is, is building on interviews or conversations that they're having internally. For example, maybe a marketer is in interviewing her CEO and they're, they're having these conversations and they want a way to capture that information. Um, that's one way. A lot of uh, organizations start with a blog uh, series where they're doing interviews with subject matter experts and they're trying to create a, uh, a richer experience with the text that they create and, and pull and curate different perspectives versus just you know, voicing what, what their perspective is and, and not having like a full story. So they want to round it out a little better. And so when we change that mindset and, and it 
you believe that a podcast can be more than an audio channel, then you can actually build your content strategy around the conversations that you're having. And that's that's really the, the shift that we're trying to make when we have the conversations with people that might be early on in their process or even when they're getting ready to launch. It's like, think about your podcast in a different way, not as just this audio file that gets uploaded to Buzzsprout and then on Spotify, Apple, et cetera. Uh, so don't often get personal, like from my end, when I have these conversations, but this topic is so relevant to the work that I'm doing at the juice. And uh, just touching on that from fr- this show started from me being employee number two at the juice, me being the, the marketing guy pre-product and me not marketing to marketers for five years. And I had my own perspective of what was going on in B2B marketing. But in order to really gain like the nuts and bolts of what was happening, I needed to go set out and have conversations with the market. So I'd hit up people on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Hey, I've been following your content. Can I get 15 minutes? And what I was doing in those 15 minutes was just trying to understand what was relevant and timely. And I take that feedback and I create topics, start pushing it to our product team. Um, And then eventually it reached this point where it was like, you know what, like this is actually really good content for a podcast. And because I'm a team of one, this can help me streamline everything that I'm doing. So what you just said completely resonates with me. And I think it's not doing this, not only helps streamline content, but helps build and develop relationships. And I think just in the modern day, In B2B marketing, it gets so stale and everyone's kind of doing the same thing, but doing a video podcast, doing an audio podcast can be the vehicle to have conversations that your sales team has been trying to have for a long time, but they can't. Yeah. It's a good jumping off point. And I think, and I remember that conversation, um, you know, when we talked on recorded content, which is our show. And, And the reason I wanted to have you on was for that, that different perspective, because the, the one thing that I dislike on LinkedIn or or even on social media is there's like this uh, notion that you need or that you have to have this polarizing opinion and that your perspective is the right one. But I I think there are a lot of different ways to do something. And, And the reason I brought you on was because you were literally a team of one at that time on the marketing side. And you were what employee, like you said, number two, I think. And, and you're, you're just trying to start like this content process, get to understand the customer more. And what better way to do that than to have those conversations and then reshape them and and use them in a different way. And a lot of that just fed really the ideas that that you were able to create from those conversations that I'm assuming it's led to posts on LinkedIn and and blog posts on the the website. You're, you know, generating a lot of different ideas for podcast episodes. If you did not lay that groundwork early on, I don't think you would be as far along as you are now. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us uh, as marketers, it's hard to organically stumble into coming to the, you have to have all these things line up. You have to have these conversations. You have to realize you're onto something enough to start a podcast. And then you also have to take it to your stakeholders and they have to agree too, because there's some, there's investment that is involved here. And I think I shot you over some things I wanted to talk about in this conversation. And I mentioned roadblocks because I think most people out there know they should do a podcast targeted at their segment based on a 
problem that people think about, but face so many roadblocks to get started. So I know I'm sure you hear it all the time in your conversations with future customers, but I'd love for you to maybe call out some of the roadblocks that you hear often um, when it comes to getting started with, with a podcast. Yeah. A lot of times when, when people come to us and they come to us in different stages of their development, right? Some people are already married to the idea and they, they have their, their structure and their format already formulated. And then they're looking for someone to execute. And then on the flip side, we have people come to us where they're like, we know we should do a podcast. We think, you know, we need, we need this, this series in place, but we're not really sure where to start. And, and really what I like to boil it down to just two points when you're starting a podcast is who is it for and how does it help? And those are really the two big questions that you need to answer. And I think as detailed, get as detailed as you can with those two questions. And that'll really get you started off on the right foot. I also like to say is if you, you have that early strategy, you can always pivot later. You can always add layers later. I mean, it, Brett, even in your case, you've changed the title of, of your podcast. This was not always Modern Day Marketer. What was it before? I, it was the 3C podcast, Curating Content right. Creators. Yep. That's right. I remember that because when I interviewed you, we we had one name. And then when I went to launch <laughs> the episode, it's like, it's the Modern Day Marketer. This is completely different. But you know what? That's that's growth. And and I think it's based on some of those earlier conversations you had. And you said, hey, uh, based on this information that I'm getting, I, I need to pivot this a little bit. I need to um, make some adjustments, get a little bit more specific. I, I know where I want to go now. And I think that's what um, gets people, uh, you know, they stumble a lot in that early stage. They want it to be perfect. They want the strategy to align perfectly with everything else they're doing. And, and the fact is, it, it's something that will live and breathe. And, and um, that's what we do. We have this document that we call a strategic action plan. And, and that's something that we create up front for shows, but then it's, it's a living and breathing document. You always have to revisit that. And, and it's okay if you want to change. And I think if people can maybe shift their mindset to the fact that, uh, you know, whatever you commit to, you can, you can adjust later on. If they can get comfortable with that, I think they can get over that initial hurdle uh, of starting a podcast. So that's one big thing. Another major hurdle is just maybe being intimidated with all the different skill sets that are involved because it is a, um, a medium that involves, uh, you know, audio editing, writing, producing, project management. If you're doing a video podcast, that adds an additional layer of complexity to the editing process. And then, oh, by the way, you need to repurpose and kind of reshape the content for a lot of different places that you exist online. So I think just it, it can feel like drinking from a fire hose up front if, if you're not used to that type of medium to begin with. It's a lot to, to wrestle with um, early on. And then I think the, the last big hurdle that, that gets people is it is a commitment. If you don't say I'm going to do a podcast episode, <laughs> you know, it's I'm committing to a podcast. It's going to be an ongoing thing and it, it's a long-term vision. And a lot of marketing teams uh, have like a short-term mindset and they're, they're trying to get a campaign out. They're trying to get a project done, a landing page developed, and they don't have like this, you know, underlying theme that they can look out maybe six months, 12 months, even two years as to what this thing can be. And I think those are, those are probably the biggest hurdles that I see. 
I want to talk a little bit about groundwork and the groundwork we can we can lay when we're starting a podcast. But before I do that, I want to go back to this. It just seems like I have had this conversation over and over again, and it's been uh, I've shared my perspective and advice on on what I think and how it's worked for me. Like I was very fortunate to our CEO is a marketer and understands the power and the value of doing a podcast. So my barrier to entry on the internal selling around it was was low. And that's afforded me to run a consistent podcast ever since I started. And it, we don't even think twice about doing it. We just, we know and understand the value. A lot of marketers aren't in that position. They know that they can run it. They know that they can be consistent. They understand content distribution, brand awareness, relationship building, all the benefits but when, especially now, when the economy's in a tough spot, people are losing their jobs, marketers might have a more of a challenge when they're having that conversation with their boss or their boss's boss. What sort of things, I guess, maybe when you're in a conversations with marketers who want to use motion, who want to do a podcast, uh, but need to be equipped with maybe the right talking points or the right things to say to gain internal buy-in. Like I'm sure you've heard that through all of your conversations, any pieces of advice you have to anyone who's currently in that position? Yeah, there are a couple things that that we do. One is relatively new. And then the other one is um, kind of like a, a toolkit almost. So we have like the jumping off point of a strategic action plan. It's basically a workbook uh, and it's a, an exercise that you can go through to answer a lot of the questions or internally brainstorm a lot of the things that we do during discovery and a strategic action plan development. So when a customer comes to us or a prospect comes to us and they're like, Hey, you know, just like you mentioned, I, I like everything about a podcast, but I'm still trying to sell this internally. The CEO or the CMO is not quite bought in yet. It's not at the the level of priority that I want it to be. How can I nudge it a little higher in in the list? And we find that that having a, a more clear strategy often helps. You know, you have something down on paper. It's like here, here's what the the podcast will do. Here's how it serves us in, in the major goals of our organization. Um, here, how it's going to help me grow as a marketer, help our marketing team. Here's how it's going to help us work across the organization. Um, so a lot of that is built into that that toolkit that we provide. And and then the second one is uh, what we call a, a podcast competitive benchmark report. It's something new that we're working with, and and it includes a, a combination of like keyword research, um, Spark Toro research, um, also just like manual research where we're going in and trying to understand the competitive landscape. So that's, that's a hurdle that a lot of people are trying to overcome is, all right, my, my CMO and CEO, they're, they're sort of bought in, but they don't know what this thing is yet and how it will stand apart from, from what's already out there. We don't want to do the same thing everyone else is doing, but we do want to do a podcast, so help us. And that's where we start to do some of that research. And we're basically going out and getting the lay of the land. So what what are your customers listening to? What are they watching? What are they reading? Where are they hanging out online? What types of shows exist already? You know, where where can that uh, that open space be for for your company to live in? And, and how can you create a show that that is different? So those are the two big things that, that we help folks with when they're they're not quite bought in yet internally. It's it's that strategy piece and trying to lay the groundwork there. And then that competitive landscape, trying to get a sense of uh, you know what exists out there already. 
I love it. We all have blind spots as marketers. One of my blind spots is certainly SEO. Um, I t- rely on other people way smarter than me uh, to help me understand our SEO and how it works. And the one benefit just in the personal use case that I'll say is like the relationship building, the streamlining of content, like all of those things were like no brainer, start a podcast, start a podcast. But the thing I didn't realize, and you kind of take a step back when you're doing a podcast a couple times a week, all of a sudden your keywords of things like content distribution, like the show title, modern day marketer, you hit Google with those. And because you are publishing posts with the podcast episodes a couple times a week, every week, that Google starts to like that. And that stuff starts to add up. And then all of a sudden you look and you've got a snippet on Google and you're just owning the space. And that was something that to me, was like, I hadn't even thought about it up until just doing a quick Google search and being like, you know what, how, how are we showing up here now? And just, I was by images, listings, like just completely overwhelmed. So I love that call out. And I just think it's a good way to, if you're looking for another angle, everyone, SEO has become something every marketing team thinks about. And I think it could be a good layer in when you're trying to pitch it internally. Yeah, definitely. And, and I find that there are some customers that we have that are really good at that. But but I, I feel like, you know, even if you are SEO driven, um, if that is a big part of your strategy, having a podcast can help that that content have like a different depth to it. You know, you're you're pulling in experiences from other people. So it's not just a regurgitation of, you know, the top five articles that already exist out there for a particular search term. You know, you're you're providing something different when people land on that blog post and, and they're trying to get an answer to their question, but then also understand how other people are doing it and what their perspectives are. And, and I feel like that's a, a highly underrated part of, of podcasting for sure. So going back to the title of this episode, your company's podcast doesn't have to start as a podcast. I want to maybe talk about just like the the essence of your post. You've listed off so much good stuff. I was like half, I was like halfway through it and I was like, all right, this needs to be a podcast episode. But like we talked a little bit about the groundwork that we can lay as marketers to see if a podcast is a, a viable option. Maybe just like walk us through uh, some of those core ideas and beliefs that that you think should be going and taking place in order for us to kind of go all in on on podcasts as a medium for our brands. Yeah, so that that LinkedIn post is really the it sparked from a conversation I have I had with it was a pre call I had with a guest that that I'm going to have on our show, and it was just another example of something that someone did to get to get a podcast going without it being completely you know greenlit by the CEO or the CMO. It's like this this person still had like this it, they wanted to get the podcast off the ground but they just had to take that that extra step themselves and and so like so Brett I'll, I'll go through a couple of examples of of where podcasts have started before they've come to us as, as a as a customer and these are all like real examples that I'll walk through one is is just a blog series with with interviews so and when I say a podcast doesn't have to start as a podcast there are a lot of skills that that you can develop and and a lot of the the mechanics of a podcast can be in place before you actually hit record. So if you have, let's say, an interview series that you want to highlight on your blog, you can do those interviews over Zoom or just over a phone call. And that can feed a lot of the material that you include in those blog posts. So you're exercising that, that interview muscle, so to speak, and you're developing episode topics and you're trying to tackle conflicts that your audience has. And, and we've had customers come to us where 
They're like, hey, I'm doing all these interviews already. You know, I'm scheduling the interviews. I'm having an hour long conversation and I'm developing written content out of that, but I don't have the video. I don't have the audio content and I feel like I'm, I'm missing out there. And, and now it's time that I want to turn on that aspect uh, of the interview process. And, and that's worked out really well because this particular marketing team, uh, they had a lot of good material on their site. Their blog was really rich with information, but now they're they're looking to add layers to it. And so that that's really a, a good place to start, even with management as well, because it's like, hey, we're already doing some of these things. Now we want to turn it up a notch, and this will help us, you know, with with paid campaigns. It'll help us build more material in the blog posts we're, we're writing now. It'll help us share more stuff organically on social. It'll really give us a lot you know, a lot more uh, information on the marketing side. So that's one example. Another is uh, internal interviews with uh, senior executives or subject matter experts that you have internally. And one thing that I see as a challenge with a lot of marketing teams is they're, they're kind of over here in their silo and they're, they're doing the marketing stuff and they're launching campaigns, updating the website. But the just the cross organization communication doesn't exist, and they're a little out of touch with customers. They're also not communicating well with sales, so or or even customer success. Like what's working right now for for uh, your customers, and how are they using your particular technology, your service? And if you can do an interview series internally to gather that information to make your marketing better, that's a great place to start with a podcast. You can once again use that interview structure to get information, to feed a lot of the material that you're doing. And that that is really just a good jumping off point where it's similar in nature to that blog interview series, but it's just more internal facing. You know, you're not publishing these things, but you're using this information internally. So that's that's another good example where we've seen uh, a customer come to us like, hey, we're doing all these interviews and, and these weekly meetings with you know, the CEO, we're we're getting a brain dump of like, what are the trends that that he's thinking about now? Or, you know, what what is on her mind right now with customers? Like what what are they, what's the pro- product roadmap look like? And all those conversations get, you know, kind of shared in that weekly meeting. But it's like, how can we now repurpose this into a podcast format? So that's worked really well. Um, another one that I had here on my list is starting an internal or even private podcast. So let's say you're not quite comfortable. You want this thing to be shared with the world yet, but you want to practice and you want to create a private podcast that only employees can listen to. And and this occurred where we had a national organization. They had a sales team that was dispersed all around the country. So you had a lot of the, the classic like regional sales reps, right? And there's all this information that these folks can share and and become valuable in other deals, right? Like the, if I'm a regional rep in, in the Southeast, my experiences with my customers can be very valuable for someone on the West Coast. But guess what? Unless you have some form to share this information, it's not really going to help your entire team. So there was an organization that created an internal private podcast where it was just an interview series, very informal. And it wasn't even the same host all the time. A lot of times, just two people sharing different experiences uh, with the sales cycle. You know, they might be in the sales cycle, or they may have just closed a deal, what have you. And these conversations were released in the form of a podcast, and that was just really a great way to to prove out the concept for management and say, "Hey, this is working for us." Imagine if we now thought about how we could communicate this to customers 
with, you know, on the marketing side of things. And so that really worked well because it wasn't like a foreign concept for this team. They were already building out some of this material already. And then the last one I have is a live event or a virtual event series that your company might be doing already. So we see a lot of customers come to us where they're like, we, you know, we've done this webinar series. It, it works pretty well. Um, but people are asking us different questions or they want to see information in a different way, or they really want to drill into what Mary said on this, this webinar. And we don't really have a way to, to do that. And so we've worked with folks to, to kind of reshape the, the mindset that they have with either a webinar series or, or like a live event that they're doing on Zoom or something like that. It's like, okay, how can we maybe take what you're doing and uh, reformat that into a podcast? Or how can we understand what's working and then build a podcast concept off of that? So that's worked really well too. And, and the nice thing about events is it, it's not something that has to be every week. I mean, you could even use this in with a lot of the live events that you go to or trade shows. You can create like this forum, this podcast mechanism to, to have these conversations. And then there's a way to share it with the, the external world you know, after you get back from that event. So these are some examples that, that I think uh, have worked really well as a jumping off point. I love the uh, internal aspect is the internal showcasing the internal conversations with your CEO. I'm listening to you say that. And for my end, like my positioning to the higher ups would be surrounded or it would be around like, this is like media, our, our media training wheels, like everyone should be doing media in this era of marketing. So why not have your own media outlet and, you know, get your reps and sets internally. That to me, seems like, uh, especially if we're all, we're all trying to get our CEO out there in front of the right people and in front of the right outlet. So maybe that could be an avenue uh, to pitch as you're building your use case internally. Yeah, definitely. And, and I remember, you know, one of uh, the first guests we had on a previous podcast, we were talking to to her. She was working for a cybersecurity company, and and her goal was to develop content from from the subject matter experts' point of view. And she was like, "I, I was started doing this these interview series because the CEO wasn't quite comfortable sharing on on video yet. But if I just had a conversation in a conference room and I recorded it." You know, in at that time it was in person, it was before COVID and everything. So she would literally sit down with the CEO every week at a conference room table, conduct an interview, an informal interview, and the CEO is just naturally talking about you know trends or some challenges that that they're trying to overcome with their product, and it was just very natural. And I think that's a really good building block to maybe doing something that is more video focused or even audio focused. And and it's back to your reps and sets that you're talking about. Some sometimes people aren't comfortable hitting record and jumping on. On video, it takes a, a little bit of practice, and I think there are ways to do that. Let's hit on research. I know research was a part of your post, but I think just and you gave like your two points up top on like starting a podcast. I know as marketers, we're very ambitious, and we just want to go, go, go. We think or see an opportunity, we want to publish, ship, create. And this is something I've certainly learned just through experience. It's taken me a while to get to that point, but instead of just shipping and go. Oftentimes, if we take a couple steps back, do a bunch of research, spend some time, think about the topics, think about the people, think about the audience, you're going to end up with a better product on the other side. So maybe just 
when starting a podcast, maybe talk a little bit about just research and how, how critical that is to building out something that's going to not only be successful, but be something that people are listening to long-term. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's like, I think there are two schools of thought here. And, and I, back to my earlier point, I don't know if one's more right than the other. I think there is certainly value to standing up a podcast early if everyone's comfortable with it and, and just getting that out and sharing it with the world. I, I, think, that's, I think that's valuable because you're, you're, you're going to quickly get feedback and you're going to be able to rapidly iterate on that show. So that definitely has value. On the flip side, some companies just aren't comfortable with that. And, and there needs to be an extra level of research, an extra level of comfort that, hey, I feel like if we go in this direction, it, it makes sense. There's some rationale to it. And some executives just need that, that extra information to do. And I think in that case, research is, is certainly valuable because you're able to, to understand where your show is going to fit. So you're, you're analyzing the options available to your customers. Because in a sense, you are competing, right? If you, if you put information out there, in, if you put media out there, uh, your customers have a choice. Are they going to watch or listen to this? Or are they going to watch or listen to you know, this thing over here? And you know, with that in mind, it, it does help to, to understand what the landscape looks like. Because I think you, you give yourself a better shot early on of creating something different that that stands out and actually helps your customer if you do that extra level of research. So um, two different schools of thought there. I think I've even gone down both of them at different points in time, and I think they both can work. And, and it's it's largely dependent upon your organization, your team, and the, the makeup of your team and, and what works best there. Uh, maybe as we're kind of coming towards the end of this conversation, I'd love for you to maybe hit on just anything we we didn't mention in terms of like low risk activities that marketers should be thinking about. We we touched on the research, touched on like the in, internal showcasing of it. Like, is there anything else that marketers should be doing if they want to get a podcast up and running? I think what you can do is is try to use some some tools internally to just understand like all right, if I do have this long form audio content, so let's say you start with that interview series internal, you're not releasing that publicly yet, build some skills around transcribing that, that interview, understanding how, how like do I synthesize this information? How do I build a blog post out of that? Do I create a brief for a writer? Do I have someone on, on our team actually take that and build a blog post out of it? Try to understand how that works, you know, the, the workflow of that with your team, and then understand, okay, if I do have this audio format, can I create a video from it? Do I do an audiogram over here? Do I do like an animated video uh, with a little bit more motion graphics? Like, how can I use that audio file in, in a different way? And I think, you know, playing around with, with that as an early stages within your team to understand like, you know, what skill sets do we have? Like, where are our gaps right now? That can then help you when you go to launch the podcast where you can prioritize the different deliverables that you're looking for, where you know what's available within your team and your bandwidth, and then what you're looking for, for maybe a, a freelancer or, or a, an outsourced agency, something along those lines. So I think there are just ways to, to explore how a podcast would work and, and actually rolling your sleeves up to figure figure out, okay, how can we actually get this done? And then what gaps do we have? And, and how can we figure out how to accomplish it if we do actually turn on the, the podcast button, so to speak? I love it. 
All right, let's close this out here. What are the signals that we get as marketers that tell us, maybe based on some of this groundwork, some of this research, transcribing, getting our hands dirty, like what are some signals that tell us or that you have heard through your conversations and feedback you've gotten that it's a good time to start a podcast? Like, or is there any indicators out there that we should be looking at that are like the green light that we can take and maybe present to our uh, CMO or CEO on a silver platter and say, hey, look at this thing. This is telling us we need to start a podcast. Anything there? Yeah, I think it's a combination of quantitative and qualitative data. And on one hand, let's say, let's go back to the, the, the point of the, the blog post interview series. So let's say you're, you're highlighting people in your industry and you know the, the one topic that comes to mind, there, there was an organization that was highlighting basically creatives or artists, and, and they were essentially folks that use their software, but they were just spotlighting these people in, in their, their workflow and trying to understand how they create. And so that series then translated into a podcast. And what you can do in that case is use quantitative data, right? Like which, which blog posts are, are really being shared a lot? You know, what, what's the, the page views look like on our website compared to other material? And I think you can take that quantitative data and make a case and say, hey, this is resonating with our customers. They're, they're on these pages for a long time. They're, they're viewing the content on social organically. Maybe we should add a layer to it and, and explore that. So that's one way of, of using quantitative data. And then I think the other aspect is on the qualitative side, what are those experiences leading to like, like that interview with your CEO when you're having that weekly meeting? You know, ask the CEO, like, how, what's this format like for you? Do, do you enjoy this? Like, is this a good way for you to get your perspectives out into the world? And if they're like, yeah, you know, I'm comfortable having this conversation. This is easy for me because I'm essentially able to write a featured article or a blog post by sitting down with you for 30 to 45 minutes a week. This is a highly efficient use of my time. And so using that qualitative data, it's like, okay, if this is working really well, and you're able to point to the deliverables that you're creating and, and people are reacting in the market, your customers are reacting that this is helping, this information is helping your customers, then use that as a way to present a case for, for a podcast. Like this is already working at this level. What if we then, you know, take it to a, a different place and, and actually, uh, you know, build some layers on top of it? So many good nuggets, so much insight. Hopefully you learned something. If you are starting a podcast or maybe you want to level up your podcast, you can go check out Tristan pretty much across all those social channels. We'll put the links to his stuff in the show notes and go check out Motion if you need some support with your podcast. Tristan, thanks so much, man. Learned a ton. Yeah, Brett. Always good talking with you, man. I appreciate it. Tristan is one of those guys I could go on and on and on with. I love his insight. I love his mentality. And I love the stories he shared about customers, people who he's working with. Tons of good information. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, it's a different approach and it might get you to where you need to be quicker. You take care of yourself, take care of others around you. We'll be back more Modern Day Marketer next week. Mm-hmm.